welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not, so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our visions of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. My friends, this episode has been five months in the making, from reaching out to getting it booked to making it happen, and to now posting it five months. My guest today is one of the most legendary and successful YouTubers of all time. His name is Evan Carmichael. Evan believes in entrepreneurs. At 19 years old, he built and then sold a biotech software company. At 22 years old, he was a venture capitalist. He now runs his aforementioned YouTube channel for entrepreneurs, and it has over 1.9 million subscribers. He's written four books and speaks all over the world, and he wants to solve the world's biggest problem, which is untapped human potential. He set two world records, uses a trampoline and a stand-up desk, owns Canada's largest salsa dance studio, and he has a giant bag of Doritos in front of him all day long to remind him that he's stronger than the Doritos. My friends, before we get into this one today, this is a good episode. Make sure that you are subscribed to Growth Mindset University wherever you are listening to this right now. And if you enjoy it today, leave us a an honest rating and review. It helps us tremendously, boosts us up in the charts, especially when you subscribe too. So I thank you so, so much. And now without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with the one, the only, Evan Carmichael. Evan Carmichael is in the house today. Evan, welcome to Growth Mindset University. Thanks a lot, Jordan. Good to be here, man. So you're like the unofficial king of YouTube, man. It's I've been I've been watching you for many years now, and uh, it's been it's been really cool to watch and and see you grow. But before YouTube, you were actually you know I'm 21, and when you were my age, uh, you were an entrepreneur. You had a software company, right? Like, why did you decide to be an entrepreneur at such a young age? So yeah, 21, I was just, just about to sell my company. Um, my last year of having my business there. Um, I had a lot of entrepreneurial tendencies growing up, baseball cards and garage sales and that kind of stuff, but I never thought I wanted to be an entrepreneur. It also wasn't as common. I'm, I'm, what year is it? I'm 39 on May 20th. (laughs) So I'm almost double, double, double Jordan. Um, at the time, for me, when I was 21, there weren't a lot of young entrepreneurs. You couldn't, you know, you couldn't make money from your cell phone. You couldn't make more money than your parents. Like that didn't exist. That was that was crazy talk. Right. Um, so I thought I wanted to be a banker, and I had an opportunity to join a company and take 30% of the company as an owner and make $300 a month, 
which was a crazy decision, hardest, hardest decision I had to make in my life. I just didn't want to live with regret. I felt like I could go take this job and, and it was my dream job, so I should do it, but I could always get another job. I said, you know what? I'll give myself a year as this entrepreneur thing. I could always go get another job if this, if this thing doesn't work out. It may not be the same job, may not be as much money, may not be the same company, but I could get another job in the industry. I didn't know if I'd ever have a chance to be an entrepreneur again. Like this seemed like a unique opportunity. And so I had to do it. So, so I said, yes, I'll do it. We struggled a lot. Um, but I think it's a lot easier now. And I think anybody who's, who's 21 now who's thinking about being an entrepreneur, I think you should. Like, I think, I think it's good to try. I don't know that everybody should be an entrepreneur, but I think the only way to know is to try. You have to try. You have to taste. Right. Absolutely. And it's so funny that you say, I mean, I've been, I've been saying this really the past couple of weeks to just to, casually to my friends that I thought I started early at 18, 19 years old. I'm finding people are starting earlier and earlier now. Like people are become with the advent of social media and how the internet has just advanced so much, it's uh, becoming much easier and so so many less barriers. But were you uh, were you in college while you had that software company? Yes. So I was, I was 19. I want to say it was my second year at university. Yeah. Right. Um, How'd so you balance yeah. that? You just do. I mean, uh, people balance a lot more than that. I couldn't imagine being a single mom and then and then having to go to school at the same time. Like, I think people have balanced a lot more. I just try to hack it so that it worked for me. So I had a company. So any, I went to school for commerce and finance. So it's it business courses. So anytime there was a assignment, I used my company as the example. I do that too. Right? <laughs> it just makes sense. Why not? I can learn. So... We actually sold our, I was a software company. We sold two universities. They were our clients. And so I went to my university and started gaining market research by talking to people. I made an assignment around it, but then they said, wow, that's really cool software. And I closed some sales. I opened the door by being a student at the school. Um, something I didn't know ex existed. That was awesome. I found that my last year, you can create your own course with a professor. At least at my university, you could. So I went to a professor and I said, Hey, I want to, I, I, I have a company. I want to create, uh, I want to know how to price my product. I want to create a course around pricing my product, an independent study project, something called something like that. Will you be my supervisor? I said, yeah, he was an expert on pricing. So I spent a semester researching and working with him. We met like, I don't know, every two weeks at his office for an hour and, and talked about my updates. And then that was it. No exam. Guaranteed A. And I got to work the entire time learning how to price my product better. Right? It's, it's amazing. Um, if, if I had to go back and do it now, I would hack it even more. I, I would tap into the alumni network while I'm still in school. Like, hey, I'm a, I'm a young entrepreneur. I go to University of Toronto. You used to go. Can I pick your brain on these three things? They're going to say, yeah. I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people care about students from the school that they went to. So I would hack that. I would hack any um, any promotion possible, any school newspapers, websites, um, radio stations, social media. Hey, can I be profiled? Can you feature my company? I'm a young, I'm, I'm a student here right now. Can you feature me? You would right? just ask like that. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes, right? If I you have a great that. story. I would I would hack it so hard. Like I build my entire business on on the back of being a student at that school. I did the best that I thought I could do at the time, but knowing what I know now, I'd go back and hack it even harder if I could. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I got to I I have a year I have a year left at university. So I need to start hacking it a little bit harder. Like what else would you what else would you really take advantage of if you were still a student at university and you were, you know, you had and you have your business, right? You're an entrepreneur. What's your business? Right now I'm actually developing something that's a, a full service marketing agency for serious podcasters and there's a lot that goes into that and that'll be I've got clients ready waiting to pay me waiting for it to launch. I just got to build it and, and start hiring people. And I've been building it. Um, but other than that, I mean, the podcast right now. And, um, you know, I d- actually, oh, yeah, I develop websites. I think you did that at one point as well. If I did my research correctly, I might, I might be confusing you with Mark Manson. But I currently develop websites while I'm waiting for the, uh, you know, while I'm building this other business. I would, I would, when, what university are you at? I'm at Florida Gulf Coast University. Is it, I don't. I mean, I'm Canadian, so I don't really know that. Oh uh, yeah, so, so it's it's medium. It's fifteen thousand. Okay, great. So I would look at who are the biggest alumni at the school who are still donating. Who are the donors, alumni and donors, and go uh, and say, "I'm uh, here. I'm Jordan. I'm 21. I, I want to be an entrepreneur in marketing. I would I would love to pick your brain for 15 minutes over coffee if you're if you're ever free, right?" Um, and then even they, they won't know, like if you're going after the big people, they won't know about podcasting. That's not why you're at, that's not why you're going in there, but they know marketing mm-hmm. and they know how to build a company and, and they may, they may hire you. They may give you contacts. Uh, if you know how to do web stuff, I would, I would offer them help with their website, either their own personal website or their business website, because they're probably making a bunch of mistakes. I would offer them help with their Instagram and their and their Twitter and their LinkedIn because they a lot of them want to have their own personal branding. Yeah, absolutely. And so, what are they doing wrong that you can help? So you're you're giving value, but then you're meeting them once a month and you're you're pulling advice that will open up so many doors for you that you can't even think of yet. So I make a list of like the top fifty donors and alumni and reach out to all of them and reach out every month until you graduate and until you get a yes or uh or or no like don't you may get you may get um stonewalled at the beginning or they may just not respond to you it's okay every month new follow-up i think that's the biggest hack and then for now for your promotion i'd look at um how can you use school resources like how can you be promoted uh on the school social media can you use their gear that you need access to no, any anything that helps you with your business, any, anything that's a lack of resources, I would always try to default to what can I use from the school because they love helping students. Yeah, fantastic. So why do you do what you do now? Like you make these videos covering, you know, the top 10, you know, the, the rules for success of, you know, like Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, what have you. Like what's the reason behind that? Why, why do you do that? So I think your purpose comes from your pain. Whatever you struggled with the most Anybody who is currently going through that struggle, you will want to help them. And, and by helping them, it'll fill you up for life. So I struggled so much as an entrepreneur. I, I had so much self-doubt, had such lack of confidence and belief that, that I want to help other entrepreneurs not face the same challenges that I faced. 
the thing that saved my company where I didn't have to quit and go, go get a job was I, I modeled Bill Gates' success. I had a software company. I was sucking. I said, who can I model? Who's, who's done this before? Like, I, I'm not, I don't know the answers. I'm a year in. I'm not getting any results. Who's done this? Bill Gates comes to mind because he was the only software guy that I could think of. So I said, okay, I'm going to study his success. And studying his success led to my first deal, which was $13,500, which sounds like nothing. But, man, that was that was that was game changing for me. Um, so how did I get out of the hole? Modeling success. What have I done for the past 20 years? Showcase how to model success, right? Like the path that you took to get out of the hole will be a recipe to teach other people how to do it too. So I'm still learning. I, I like having Elon Musk and Steve Jobs and Oprah in my ear. I like having them around me daily. And so I make it selfishly for myself and then I share it with people and, and thankfully there's enough people who watch it that I can build a business from it too. Yeah. What does studying success do for you? Over over a long period of time, what does it do? Like people, you know, a lot of times people don't get the the point of reading these biographies and watching videos like yours. And what, like what does it do to your brain? So whatever you surround yourself with, you become. So you have to be careful what you surround yourself with. What do you want to surround yourself with? So you know, my, my most important core value is belief. My one word is belief. Um, if you, if you, you know, if you worked out every day as an example, right? Like you were fitness God and worked out every day. If we hung out together, whoever's weaker at the thing will, will morph to be like the other person. So hanging out with me, you're going to believe more. You just will. You're going to believe more. You're going to be more courageous. You're going to take bolder bets. It's just going to happen. And, and I'm going to work out more, <laughs> right? Like you're going to pull me in. Whatever you're really strong at, you're going to pull me in to your thing. Whoever's, whoever's weaker at it will get pulled in. And so I want to surround myself with people who are better than me at the thing that I want to get good at. And so I get pulled in. So whether it's books, I, I'm a visual learner, so I like seeing. I much rather see Elon Musk say something than, than read a book about it. But whatever your learning style is, the more you're around it, the more that's in your ear, the more you will become it. For most people, what's in your ear? You've got, you've got your parents, if you're young, who will, they'll have their views. Chances are they, they love you. I think most parents love their kids. Um, but in terms of being able to give career advice, I don't think there's ever been a more outdated generation than right now. Like people, at 21 are making more money than their parents have made their entire life. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's uh, the parents can understand that. So the advice, the career advice that they give you is probably not worth very much unless you want to end up like them. But the, but it's based out of love. They want you to win. They just don't understand how you can win in 2019, 2020, 2021. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I just, but David Meltzer, he, uh, you know, when he was on the show, he, he talked about how when people love you, just because someone loves you, they, it doesn't mean they know what's best for you, to your point. Yeah, you have to figure out your own path. And so if you've got your parents in your ear saying this, and then you've got your community or the people around you, friends who, who aren't ambitious or maybe negative or toxic, the more you're around that, the more you will become that. So you want to limit exposure as much as possible. And then you've got this gap. So what are you going to do? You've got to inject more of what you want. So if you want more success, 
then surround yourself with successful people. And, and you could do that face-to-face, -face, like tapping into the alumni network and meeting people once a month for coffee. You're around them. You, If you did that every month with five different successful alumni, your life will be dramatically different. It just would. Like if you, if Dave, Dave, as an example, he's out in, he's out in California, but yeah. if Dave was an alumni, if Dave agreed to meet you once a month for coffee for the next year, your life would be different. Oh yeah. It just would. But, but there's lots of people who are like, there, there are those level people who have graduated from your college. So, so, so it's not a replacement of parents because the love is still going to be there for the parents, but, but the career advice for, for young people, I think they've never been more confused because you can't, for the most part, listen to your parents' career advice could be the most dangerous thing you can do for yourself. Could be. Very well could be. That's, uh, that's a great point there. Well, you know what's interesting? It seems to me like you don't really, besides your books, you don't necessarily like sell too much. And I feel like people trust you as a content creator for that reason, you're not selling all the time. Like I imagine, I mean, just because you have so many views and subscribers, it seems like a, a lot of it is just coming from YouTube. Like, it, like, am I wrong in saying that you don't sell that much? So I think you can be great at sales, you can be great at marketing, you can be great at both. I lean heavily on marketing. So I, instead of picking up the phone and calling people, I have people call me. Uh, mostly because I, I don't want to be out. I'd rather spend my time creating than, than being on the phone selling. But if you're great at selling, you go off and sell. It's not right or wrong. It's what's best for you. So I make money from my YouTube channel. I make money by creating book deals. I make money by doing brand deals, speaking gigs, lots of different ways. If you become known in your industry, people will throw opportunities at you, right? got a company that wants to do a shoe deal. We've got like all sorts of crazy stuff. Uh, but I didn't ask for any of it. It comes to me because I market well. And so my version of it isn't like, you need to go buy this thing that I'm promoting every day. It doesn't mean that that can't work. It's just not how I stand. Absolutely. So you seem like when you get in front of the camera, you seem, we're, and we're obviously pivoting here. I like it. It's seamless. Like you are, you you just seem like a natural in front of the camera. Like, yeah, we're talking about this, you know, and it's going to be freaking great. <laughs> like, do you have to, do you remember the first time that you got in front of the camera? Like, how did you feel? So, so two things, I'll go there. One, I was introverted, nervous. Uh, it, I hated my videos. I hated the spotlight. I didn't want to be famous. Um, I used to have to have my sister come into the room, focus the camera, press record, and then leave and close the door because I couldn't film with my sister in the room. And it's my sister, right? It's not like some rando off the street. It's it's my sister. Um, it took me 350 videos until I wasn't completely embarrassed by myself. And then 700 until I inspired myself where I looked at the video and like, man, I'm it's starting to flow. Like I'm starting to get good. 700 videos, right? The full length videos, not just like a 30 second clip, five, six, seven, 10 minute videos. Um, so the consistency paid off. I, I'm not natural at this. I'm introverted. I'm shy. I don't talk to people on the airplane. 
Uh, I create a magnet, so I don't do sales. I make a magnet where people come to me. But it took a long time of effort to, to get better at the skill. The second point is we'll just add in is I for doing interviews like this, I used to, when I first started doing them, I need to know everything. I want to know everything. I want to know, like, send me your questions. I want to have answers. I, my biggest fear is letting people down. I don't want to disappoint people. So the idea that even if this was your very first episode, the idea that I would come on and tank would would make me so upset that it's like, okay, Jordan, send me what you got, send me the questions. I want to, I'll have great answers when we come. The problem is it's a rehearsed, prepared answer. And then it's not valuable for you. And then even the better questions often come as as not the first question, but the second question. Like I said something and then and then you want to go down that path. Yeah. So I would much rather talk about whatever you want to talk about and wherever the interview goes. And and training myself to love the uncertainty because I didn't know that going it because I love certainty. And knowing that I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush it and bring value no matter what you want to talk about. <laughs> That's my mindset going in. Wherever he wants to go, we're gonna nail it. It's gonna be amazing. And so it gives you a better uh, show if you're asking questions that I don't know what they are because you get a genuine reaction and that's what will create a better content for you. Absolutely. I really don't like when people send me the questions in advance and it, and it happens rarely, but you know, it actually happened this weekend. I was like, I saw the email come through and it's like, here are the questions dot, dot, dot. And I was like, don't open that because <laughs> it would have just, for me, it would have ruined it. It's you're, we're, we're so much better off the cuff like that. It's why I sent you that email or my assistant sent you a video. I recorded a video of like, hey, pumped to be on your show. Here are three things that I want you to keep in mind. And, and I, I recorded a while ago, but it's like, uh, I'm going to be on time. Two was don't send me the questions because I want to I want to go deep on it. And three, I don't want to get into chit chat or like we have we have 25 minutes together. Let's make it count. It was, right, oh, it was like, right yeah, it was like no, no intro, like pre-record the intro, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like if that yeah. takes two minutes, then we just lost two minutes of talking. That's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> right. So, so I handle Like if you're getting, if you're getting interviews, whatever you want to make a great interview, I want, I want this interview with you to be great for you. Right. So whenever you are on somebody else's show, you want to be the best that's they've ever had. You want to, you want to serve them and give them a great interview, great content. And so whatever helps you help them, right? So in advance, if, if you know that you're better off the cuff, because not everybody is. Some people suck off the cuff and they want it rehearsed, right? But if you're great off the cuff and you want to you wanna go that style and, and whatever else comes to mind, right? Then, then you can create a video too and say, hey, I'm so pumped to be on your show. Here's three things that would make this show the best one you've ever had. One, two, three. Absolutely. So back to, back to your videos though, like when you sometimes... Sometimes you cover people that you don't always, I mean, you're not always the biggest fan of them. I heard you on James Outsetcher's show. Like you can, you say, you know, along the lines of you learn, you can learn from people that you hate. Mm -hmm. How do you get past the, the barrier and open up your mind to be able to learn from those people you hate? Because it's easier said than done. Yeah, it, it, it says, you know what, I'm going to imagine this is a different person and just give it five minutes. I'm going I'm to imagine this is a, a, a nameless person that just had success that I've never heard of. And I'm going to give them five minutes and just see what happens. And if, and if you, if it doesn't work, you learn nothing. Okay, great. Like you've lost five minutes of your life. What, what, what else are you going to do with those five minutes? 
you're so insanely productive that five minutes is going to be the end of you. Uh, but likely the, the people who you hate the most have the greatest message to teach you. Uh, I look at Kanye West as an example. I, you can't see in this camera, but I've got him up on my wall way behind me. Um, I, I did not like Kanye. I thought he was too egotistical. I thought he was too arrogant, um, too much bravado. Uh, me being a you know shy, introvert Canadian, it's, it's felt like a big clash. But now he's up on my wall. Why? Because I needed to learn to have more confidence. I could learn to have more bravado, but do it in a do it in my way, right? I'm not going to go up on stage and interrupt somebody, right? And take take the award and say that this person deserves it. But but I want to. I need to have more confidence in myself and my mission and my message. And I learned that from Kanye. And so the people who you, if you only learn from one certain kind of person, you only become that person. And everybody has a lesson to teach you. So I've got my parents behind me on the wall here. They taught me how to be a human. So I'm like eight years old in this picture and my parents are however old they were. Um, but they didn't teach you how to be a business person. On the wall, you can't see here, I got Steve Jobs. Uh, I wanna learn how to be a visionary like Steve Jobs, but I don't wanna learn how to be a father like Steve Jobs. I wanna learn how to be a father like my father, right? So you wanna learn different things from different people. And the more you expose yourself to different ideas and challenge yourself to say, how am I gonna learn from this? then you actually force the gross muscle. Like you'll, you'll grow so much faster. If you look at the person who's had success that you absolutely hate and say, I'm going to learn something from this human. Mm, love it. Love it. So you've covered so many people. Who are some of your favorites? Who's the most fascinating person that you've covered thus far that you would love for people to go watch? Um, that's interesting. I would probably pick the Kanye one because it was my first top 10. The Kanye one was my first top 10 video that I made on the entire channel. And it was meant just as a one-off as a, because a buddy of mine wrote an article that was, a, that was anti-Kanye. And I said, you know what? You can learn from him. And I made a video just showing, look, I could make a top 10 stupidest thing Kanye has done. And I'm sure that would take off. I want to spread positivity. I want to spread belief. So I made a top 10 things you can learn from him. And so that, sparked the whole chain. I did that one. Then people said, can you do Dame Dash? Can you do Jay-Z? Can you do like, yeah, okay, I could do that. And that spawned the growth of my channel. So I'd say the Kanye one first round. Absolutely. We will have that in the show notes. Evan, where else? I mean, Evan Carmichael on YouTube, at Evan Carmichael on Instagram, right? I mean, that's that that covers it. Your website, evancarmichael.com, right? Yeah, I mean, if you want the books, they're on Amazon. Otherwise, I'm Evan Carmichael pretty much everywhere. Fantastic. So, Evan, my final question. If you could teach a course at a university, a course of your creation or otherwise, what would it be? I would teach people how to be thought leaders and become experts and uh, take the ideas they have and learn how to make money from it. So, it would be be a lot of work talking to your phone. We'd spend the whole time talking in your phone, making videos together. Amazing. Evan Carmichael, you are the man. Thank you very much. Thanks for the love, man. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Growth Mindset University. 
podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, there are a couple of ways that you can give back. The first is, of course, to leave an honest rating and review in Apple Podcasts or iTunes. You can also take a screenshot of this and share it out on your Instagram story and tag me at j underscore Paris underscore and tag our guest as well. And we will absolutely give you some love. And then, of course, if you want to start your own podcast, a podcast like this or any other podcast that you envision, you can go to jordanparis.com slash pu to get free access to podcast university. All right. I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn and grow to give.